0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today's Monday, June the 7th, 2021. Today's show. I break down what happened over the weekend as the Gamecocks season comes to a close in the Columbia Regional as South kind of wins game one against Virginia four to three, but then falls on Saturday and then Sunday, two to one to Old Dominion Saturday night and three to two to the Virginia Cavaliers in yesterday's game. Guys, I'll break down the weekend as it was key takeaways, TSUS Regional MVP, also, slap dig of the weekend. Who's hot and who's not? As again, the Gamecocks 2021 baseball season comes to a close in the Columbia Regional. Guys, we've also got your listener questions. We've got a packed show here on Monday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom-creating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. Gamecock owns small business, They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, or, of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them, Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Pain. Pain. I feel pain. I'll be honest with you guys. I feel pain. And we're going to get through this one together here on this Monday. But, uh, yeah, pain is what I feel. Guys, again, hope you're all doing well. Appreciate you all tuning in. Monday, June the 7th, 2021. And, guys, I'll be totally honest with you. This is probably... One of the toughest shows that I've ever done to this point in my time doing TSUS. And, you know, we'll start in a positive first. Uh, Again, appreciate you all tuning in, guys. Thank you all so much for the love and support. And I'll tell you this. Going back to Thursday at Halls with Cox by 90 and I's events at Halls to the Friday game against Virginia, Saturday, our tailgate, just being at the ballpark all weekend, I want to say, first off, thank you all so much for for making this a special weekend. You know, I I said this multiple times this weekend, and I'll say it yet again. Despite the outcome, this weekend truly felt like a dream. I, I mean, I looked around a couple of times and had to pinch myself. I was like, is this real? You know, it was incredible. And I can't say enough good things. You know, I cannot say enough good things. Um, and you think back to all the – and we're, we're going to have, by the way, guys, th- this week's schedule, which I'll get into in just a second, the content schedule. Well, actually, I'll tell you guys right now. The content schedule for this week. Obviously, today's show, Breaking Down, what happened on the weekend. You guys already know we've been doing – we've been diving into football. We've been doing our 2021 opponent preview series, breaking down the teams the Game Cox will play this upcoming football season, of course. Uh, we will do those Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week. So there will be five podcasts yet again this week. Thursday's show will be our big gear and review season recap. We'll hand out grades. We will uh, hand out awards for the season, all that good stuff. So kind of the, the, the season wrap-up show for Gamecocks basically on Thursday. But again, I just wanted to start out and say thank you to everyone. Um, so many great moments from this season—from the scythe to the reaper to to slab dick to rowdy roosters to uh, you know yard mom- yardcocks baseball to just moments that I'm probably leaving out. But it, just a, what a season! What a season it was, and of course it comes to a close yesterday. But I want to start off this show like I said on a positive because we can we can be upset, we can you know call for people's jobs, and and we can say this guy stinks or that person stinks or. But I'll be honest, guys, right now, and there'll be plenty of time to dissect and criticize and critique. Right now, I'm just, I'm just kind of sad. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm just sad it's over. You know what I mean? Like I said, when you invest the time like that, and you're at the ball field every single day, and you know, I know, I know some people just casually tune in to Gamecocks baseball, and that's totally fine. That, that's totally fine. I have no issues with that whatsoever. But it definitely hits different you know, when you're there each and every single step of the way, you know what I mean? We've kind of lived it through these guys, you know, how this season went and what they went through. And again, the the successes, but the downfalls as well. And, and uh, it's just crazy, man. It's sad. It's crazy that it's over. I can't believe that it's over, but uh, it is, it is. And the Gamecocks, Falling to Virginia yesterday, three to two to close it. Again, guys, we're gonna recap. We're gonna break down this Columbia Regional. The South Carolina plays three games, winning one of the three. They win the first one in a thriller, four to three, which by the way, all three of these, which you hear the sound of my voice, by the way, the the tailgate on Saturday and the game also got the best of yours truly. Which, hey, you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way because you know what it means. It means I gave Old Dominion and I gave Virginia. Hell, this weekend. I did my part with the Rowdy Roosters. So, I I guess I'd have it no other way. But, uh, no, three thrilling games, man. Three one-run games. Four to three, you win on Friday, which, incredible atmosphere. I'll say that, too. The Rowdy Roosters were insane. They were incredible. You guys were fantastic. I mean, the tailgate Saturday. You guys will see it on the vlog this week. The tailgate Saturday was unlike anything. I think I've ever experienced. I mean, I've been to some big time tailgates for football and, and, uh, you know, we'll, there will be plenty upcoming this fall, I'm sure, but that was as good of a tailgate as any I've been to just the passion, the energy, the electricity, and then the electricity inside founders park Saturday night was as good as you're going to see in college baseball and as good as we've seen in Columbia in years in, in years, it was, it was fantastic. So a kudos and a congratulations and a round of applause as much deserved, to the rowdy roosters and you guys showing up, showing out, being early, being loud, and making life hell for the opponent. But I mean, guys, you look at all three games and three really well played baseball games. And I know some of you won't agree with me, and that's totally fine. And you know, I understand that fans they want something or someone to blame when things don't go their way. You know, in the game of baseball. Sometimes you beat the opponent, and sometimes the opponent beats you. And, you know, sometimes you go out and play, and today's your day, and tomorrow's not your day. But that's not good enough for fans. When you lose, they need to blame someone. They need to say, oh, you know, fire the hitting coach. Fire Skylar Meade. Fire Mark Kingston. Oh, this person stinks. That person. This person doesn't know what they're doing. That person. Nobody can just tip their cap. Most fans cannot just say, you know what, we just got beat. We just got beat flat out. And I, we all know what the issue is, right? We know what it is. It's certainly not pitching. It's certainly not pitching. Uh, the, the hitting issues were glaring all season, and you simply did not get enough you know out of your hitters offensively to you know make it any further than you did. And you know, I, I think there were talented hitters in this lineup but there just wasn't enough consistency and explosiveness because you're just putting your pitchers in a position where they have to be damn near perfect. And when you keep asking that out of them time and time and time again, um, you know, the other team's trying to win too. They're trying to hit as well. They're trying to win the ball game. And you're just, the margin for error is so small when you have the offensive inconsistencies that the Gamecocks faced all season. And again, it was glaring this weekend as well. You know, that Friday game against UVA, incredible. This team fought all weekend, by the way. That was the thing that really, really irked me that I saw on Saturday after of lost to Old Dominion. People saying, oh, the Gamecocks laid an egg. They lost 2-1 to one in a hard-fought baseball game when Old Dominion is the number one seed in the regional. They did not lay an egg. They did not lay an egg, guys. They didn't go out there and get beat 10 nothing and look uninspired and didn't want to be there. These guys fought tooth and nail each and every single pitch. To say they laid an egg, it's just, it's a lazy-ass take is what it is. It's lazy. It's, it's ridiculously lazy, and it's a stupid take, and it's silly, and it's disrespectful to everybody that put on that jersey and that uniform and played that game and played all weekend. It, it just is. It's, it's, it's flat-out ridiculous. So if you're in that camp, I got nothing for you. That's is in your show. I, I'm, I'm not your guy. I'm just not your guy, flat out. So, but again, that Friday game against UVA, incredible. Had all the dramatics. You know, Josiah Seitler, the big knock. Colin Burgess, the big RBI. Um, but you saw it then, right? And, and I'll tell you this, to overcome what Brett Carey dealt with, with his neck injury and, you know, of course, what your bullpen did, which we're going to talk about them more in just a second, but what your bullpen did this weekend. Incredible. The pitching was there all year. The pitching was there all year. And I'll say this too. Skyler Mead. he's another one that gets a lot of criticism and a lot of heat. And guys, I have no issue with that, by the way. I want to make that very clear. I have no issue with fans critiquing paid professionals who are paid to coach baseball. Hey, have at it. But... If you're going to do that, because I've critiqued Mark Kingston before. I've critiqued Skylar Meade before. But you have to keep that same energy all the way around. Give credit when credit's due. Hey, give Skylar Meade credit for the work he did with the pitching staff this year. Because that pitching staff was fantastic. And, and, it, and it was fantastic to get again this weekend. You give eight runs in three games. What more could you ask from your pitchers? What more could you ask? Honestly. So you have that big win in game one, but, of course, two to one Saturday night and then three to two to UVA. Just not enough of the plate. I, I, you know, there, there's – I guess we could dissect this thing a, a million ways, but when you simply boil it down to it and you get to the the root of the problem and what the real issue is, I think we all know what it is, and and, and that's hitting. And, you know, the first thing fans go to is, oh, fire the hitting coach. Fire the hitting coach. and you know, I get it, man. Like I said, they're paid professionals, and when you hit sub two hundred and fifty as a team, that is a pretty fair criticism and whatever coming out. But immediately following the game, and again, this is still pretty fresh. I man, we're just a couple of hours um, after Southland has lost to UVA. And I'll be honest with you guys, I, I did my post game video. It started pouring rain after that game, that UVA game, and I, of course, I, I live close enough to the stadium. I, I walk. I've walked every game this season. It's it's very very close to where I live, and I'll leave it at that. I, I walked home in the pouring rain, and it just was like, you know what? This is this is fitting. <laughs> this this weather matches my mood. It really does, and uh, you know, it was just fitting. So he, the everything is amplified in the postseason. Everything's got to be a little bit sharper. Everything's got to be a little bit better. And bottom line is you just you had opportunities, you had opportunities all weekend long, you had guys runners in scoring position, you had uh, situations where and you know what I felt like too. I felt like you never really got, you know, you were a team that depended on the long ball so much over the course of the season. And you just never really got that timely home run. I mean, there were a couple. I guess what? Brennan Malone's big one. That was a huge one on Sunday in that seventh inning, which I want to get to in just a second. But you had Malone's, you had Wes Clark hit one. But I mean, other than that, you just did not have that big knock, you know, and, and that and that finale, that that Sunday game yesterday against UBA. I mean, again, guys, people can critique and which you know, by the way, it's it's just exhausting. Like immediately after the game, guys, like I said, I was sad and I still am. I'm, I'm sad. That's, that's the state of feeling. I am in. I'm not outraged. I'm not, I'm not kicking, screaming, yelling. I, I'm just, I'm kind of sad and I'm sad that it's over, you know, like, and it's hard for me to comprehend and process that. Wow. This season is over. You know what I mean? This season's over. I'm, 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 I'm just not in a state of mind where I want to kick and scream and fuss and yell and, And raise hell and say fire that one and fire this one and I'm just tired. (laughs) I'm just tired. You know what I mean? Um, I'm mentally exhausted. I'm probably physically exhausted a little bit too, but now I'm just mentally exhausted. And you know, the weekend was a grind. You know, I'll tell you this: that seventh inning of yesterday's game. I mean that that Joe Satterfield liner where that was a double play. That is one of the ultimate bad breaks you will ever see in a baseball game i mean i I've, I've never seen something like that never seen certainly never seen a double play like that and i know people said oh he meant to drop it listen guys i hate uva and i wanted this to win too but he didn't mean to drop it man. that that ball i've pitched that ball was laced back I and mean, he's just trying to not get killed there so you know i, I don't think he meant to drop it by any means but I really think you had them there. You know, you had first and second. We were all over that pitcher they had in there, and it just was not meant to be. You know, when something happens like that, that's the baseball god saying, you know what, it's not meant to be for you. You don't deserve to win. You know, there's no rhyme or reason. That's not coaching. That's not, you know, and I definitely said on social media, hey, I dropped the bunt, but I understand not doing it in the sense of, you know, the way you are swinging it, you know, the way you're swinging it. I totally get not putting the bunt down. You know, I get it. And it's just unfortunate that you you ran into that situation where you had all the momentum, and first and second, nobody out, and that happens. So, you know, like I said, guys, everything is amplified in the postseason. Everything's got to be a little bit sharper, a little bit better, a little bit more crisp. And I thought this team showed up to play. Again, there were no eggs laid. Nothing like that. There were no eggs laid by anybody. But, you know, when you are as inconsistent as the Gamecocks were offensively and you struggle as much as South of does at the plate, you basically tell your pitchers and your pitching staff, hey, you've got to be perfect. You have to be perfect. There's no margin for error for you, you know. And we have, and I'm going to talk about this a lot more on the Thursday show because I want some time to kind of process some things and, and, and really put the show together. Like I said, we're going to do a full season recap and review. Uh, awards show as well, so it's going to be kind of a mix. It's going to be a long show Thursday. We're going to do an awards show and also a season recap and review. And we're going to talk about things that stood out as far as positives, negatives, you know, biggest issues for this team to solve going forward. Because I'll tell you one thing. I, I've told my buddies this a couple of times throughout the season. I've told them a couple times that we, and I understand why fans feel this way. I do. Don't get me wrong. I a hundred percent, hundred percent understand it. But we have got to get out of this mindset, this mentality, and this overall vibe and feeling. When you know when we fall down one nothing or two nothing in a ball game, fans are like, oh, game's over. We can't score. Like, I, I mean, and again, I totally understand why fans feel that way. But we all know what the issue is that has to be solved. Um, if, if this was a team, if you were hitting 280 as a team this year, this is an Omaha team. It's not even close. Not even close. I mean, one of the best pitching staffs you've had in years in Columbia. So you got to figure out the bats, I mean, You gotta figure it off, out offensively. You know, you you can't have a shortstop hitting 190. You know, you can't you can't have some of your biggest contributors hitting 240. You know what I mean? It, you, you know do you need to raise the level in regards to the ceiling or raise the floor i think raising the floor is more important but also again you know you don't have a single guy in your lineup that's hitting over 300 i mean that, that just that that can't happen there's too many good players at South carolina for something like that to happen and guys i'll be honest with you I don't have all the answers i don't have all the answers is it mechanical is it philosophical you know because again I, I just think to myself people say fire the hitting coach i'm like They're not coaching them to not get hits, guys, right? I I just think it's funny, like, when people want the hitting coach fired, do they even know what the hitting Mark Kingston's the main hitting guy. So what, are you basically just saying fire Kingston? Which, if you are, that's your right. You're entitled to your opinion, but I I just I, I can't get on board with you there. The man has had four years and three seasons in Columbia, and he's made the postseason two out of three. Hey, you missed the postseason next year, I got some major issues. That's a huge red flag. Hey, you hit 250 again next year, I hear you. But you solve nothing. You solve nothing by firing Mark Kingston. Nothing. You don't solve any of your problems. You don't. So, you know, I, I think for people to say, oh, he's the, he's the, he's the Will champ of baseball. like Get out of here, bro. Get out of here with that. Come on. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's issues that got to be fixed. This wasn't a perfect team this year. It wasn't a perfect season. It wasn't a perfect weekend by any means. But, you know, you played three one-run ballgames. And, unfortunately, you came out on the wrong side on of two of them. You know? And, again, we all know what the issue is. You got to swing it. You got to swing it. So, I mean, like I said, guys, this is one of the toughest shows I've ever done. You know, I, I just I, – a little bit of loss for words. I mean, it's just sad. It's just I'm I'm just sad it's it's over. And you know, again, it was a hell of a weekend. There's no question. And first time obviously, that was the first postseason baseball I've watched in Columbia since 2012. So that experience was was unreal. It was amazing. And like I said, I appreciate you all making it so special. Um, I truly do. I truly, truly do, man. You guys have no idea how much it means. And I'm sure by now you guys have seen, I've already said something <clears throat> on social media, thanking everybody, and all that, but I, I can't say it enough. I, I just genuinely can't. I can't say thank you all enough to the Gamecocks baseball players, coaches, you know, everyone involved with South Carolina baseball. Hey, the parents too, that reached out. I mean, the the fans at all the games and just everyone, social media, of course, everyone that took even a second out of the last three and a half, four months, whatever, whatever it is to to consume the content, share the content, show love to the content, and and just rock with us this baseball season. I, I, I cannot say thank you enough. I really can't. I mean, it was just an incredible ride, and uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys being a part of it. So let's move into TSUS Regional MVP guys, and and this kid, I really want to highlight this kid because what a weekend he had. You know, he was my game MVP on Friday. And I talked about this South kind of bullpen and just how good they were for the Gamecocks the weekend, which I'm going to get more into them in just a second because we're going to go through who's hot, who's not. And I want to talk more about that. But the TSUS Regional MVP for the Columbia Regional for the Gamecocks is right handed pitcher Danny Lloyd. Danny, six innings pitched, two hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, one walk. And six strikeouts. And this one's special, guys. This one's special for many reasons. Number one, Danny was fantastic this weekend. The stuff was really good. I mean, the fastball's electric. He located the slider, and his stuff's good enough. Even with just those two pitches, I mean, if he's in the zone, which he was all weekend, he's as good as any reliever you'll see in the SEC. But um, – I think it was really cool to watch because I remember back 2019 when Danny Lloyd was just a young freshman who was who was thrust into the you know thrust into game action when he wasn't ready you know he he was thrust into a starting role you know you guys remember when Carmen Majinski went down and the Gamecocks were just shuffling and shuffling and Danny Lloyd had to start on a Friday and you're just like God Almighty like this poor kid he's just getting thrown to the wolves already um, so to see his development and see the type of pitcher he has become, and to see him pitch on that stage. And you know what I loved about watching Danny Lloyd, man, is just cool, calm, and collected. I mean, he looks like a guy, you know, and I, I say this in a very respectful way, and I think baseball people will know what I mean, but he, he almost looks like he doesn't care. And since he, like, he's that relaxed, like he is, he is cool as a cucumber. Like nothing gets under his skin out there. Like he, he looked just, you wouldn't know if he's up by 10 or down by 10 or if he's throwing well, if he's throwing terrible, it was just relaxed, just cool, feeling good. Um, and he was incredible. He was incredible both game one and game three. I mean, I, I'm sure Virginia wants no more of Danny Lloyd, if they got anything to say about it. But again, Danny Lloyd, TSUS, regional MVP. Again, the numbers: six innings pitch, two hits, no runs, no earned, one walk, and six strikeouts. Absolutely fantastic stuff from the Somerville product. Let's move into a slap dick of the weekend, guys. And I, I don't want to spend ton of time on this but I mean it's not even a close it's not even close the slap dig of the weekends the umpires the umpire and crew I <laughs> oh my goodness I you know and I, I I hate to be that person because I don't like it either when when you lose a game and fans are just complaining about the refs and complaining about umpire and that's and that's just like all they're doing but man like you, you just you just can't help it, man. I it, it's just so many atrocious calls that you know what kills me. To hell with me being a South kind of fan, and I'll be you know, damn me and what I want to happen for for my my team or what. But like, it's about the kids on the field, and and you're taking the bat out of their hand. You're you're taking the game out of their control. You know, of course, the Andrew Ister check swing. I mean, that's the one that really jumps out to you. And that situation, guys, that's just an umpire wanting to be the moment. That, that's all that is the same thing as a referee in basketball when he calls that, that that offensive, that whatever that charge or whatever. And he, you know, he he does all the dramatics and the crowd goes crazy. Like he just wants to be the moment. He wants them to be the moment. And that's exactly what that umpire did. You know, huge spot in the game, second and third. You got what? One out, you know, two two count. Just completely take the bat out of the kids' hands. And don't even give. Let them play. Let them determine the damn game on the field, you know? You, you should not be taking the moment like that from the kid, you know? The zone on Sunday. I mean, it just all weekend long, man. It was terrible. It, it ter- it's terrible. It's just terrible. There's no other way to put it. It's just terrible. Flat out terrible. Terrible. As bad as that call Saturday night was as bad as I have ever seen. I and mean, it was as bad as I've ever seen in a baseball game. Truly, truly. I'm not over-exaggerating. That was, as, I mean, I couldn't even, but he budged. He budged. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. So, unreal. Just unreal bad. I, you know, will anything be done? Can, can anything be done? Probably not, but just got awful. I mean, it's like all you can say. All right, let's move into who's hot, who's not, guys. We're going to start with who's hot, and I talked about him earlier, but you know, Danny Lloyd being a part of that Gamecocks bullpen. And what a job this bullpen did. 13 and a third innings pitched, six hits, one run, one earned, four walks, and 15 strikeouts. And again, you, you feel for them, right? You feel for them. You feel for the pitching staff. You feel for the pitching staff because they did everything they could. They did everything they could. Eight runs in three games, guys. That's getting the job done, you know? Another guy I didn't mention that needs to be mentioned, Thomas Farr. What an outing from him Saturday night. I I mean, for all the hell he's caught this year, I mean, that was the best version of Thomas Farr that we've seen. And I I thought he was phenomenal. I I thought he was fantastic. Was he he his absolute best, I guess? No, but... I thought he was incredible. I, I, I thought he spun it beautifully and, and deserved a much better fate than he got, as Mark Kingston said in the postgame. Deserved an, an, another situation where he deserved to win the ballgame. And it didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen. And, you know, when you lose that Saturday night game, when you lose that game too, and you got to go to the loser's bracket, you pretty much lose the regional at that point. So, just tough, 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 you know, Tough result for him, but the bullpen, incredible. Like I said, incredible. Uh, feel good about the future of this pitching staff. A lot of good young arms. It'll be interesting to see who comes back, who leaves. Uh, but, you know, recruiting is good. And I, I think the Gamecocks pitching staff, I think it's going to continue to give you a chance, man. I think going into next season and beyond, I, I think South is going to be able to recruit well enough. And Skyler Mead has proven he's one of the best up-and-coming young coaches in college baseball. I think he does a fantastic job. With that pitching staff, I have no doubts about him at all, and, and I think they're going to continue to do great things. But, uh, yeah, a fantastic weekend from the bullpen, man. Like I said, 13 and 13 innings pitched, six hits, one run, one earned run, four walks, and 15 strikeouts. I mean, you simply just could not ask for more out of that group of dudes. Uh, let's move into who's not. Who's not? It's got to be situational hitting. I, I could just say hitting overall, but, uh, you know, 35 strikeouts on the weekend, 20 runners left on base, and you lost the three games by a combined three runs. I mean, there you go. That's it. That's the, that's the, that's the tail of the tape, man. And, you know, like I said, everything in the postseason is amplified, right? Everything, every, every little, little detail, uh, situation. It's like I told you guys before, right? There's going to be four or five moments in each and every game that you're going to look back at it. It goes one way or the other. That's going to be the difference, and you win in the ball game. And you know, we think back. There were certainly moments in situations where the Gamecocks, you know, had runners on or were threatening, or they just could not get that that big knock, that big breakthrough hit, and it and it cost them, and it cost them, and it cost them. And, cost them. and those things come back to really, really bite you in, in the postseason and against good baseball teams. And you know, that was the case. That was the case this past weekend. So again, who's not most certainly? The, uh, the situational hitting again, 35 strikeouts and 20 runners left on base this weekend. All right, let's move to your listener questions, guys. Of course, they all revolve around uh, the Columbia Regional and what happened over the weekend. So we'll start with Matt underscore VanderWagen, who says, how many more times do we have to, to shit the bed for Ray Tanner to be held accountable? Uh, Krusty Andy, overall grade for the baseball season. He also says, most improved player. Krusty Andy, those questions will be answered on Thursday show. I want some time to kind of sit down and really look at the statistics and look over the season and and hand out those accolades those awards if you will accordingly so that will be the thursday show we'll have a full breakdown recap award show all that good stuff uh when it comes to this 2021 baseball season crawford clark 2756 Should the university consider a new baseball coach Oh, God. Dale.Reeves.353, after seeing the tournament this weekend, what changes would you make? I mean, here's the thing, guys. Are we going to get a new hitting coach? Probably not, I'll be honest. You know what changes I'd make? I'd just go recruit good players. You need to go recruit two or three more big-time bats and a couple more power arms. You're not that far off, guys. Gamecocks baseball is not, like, light years away from being where they want to be, by the way. I want to make that very clear. This is a program that's not that far off. You're only missing a couple of pieces. You know, so for anybody who acts like, oh, my God, we're, we're just a, such a painfully average team. We're below average. That's just simply not the case. This is not. Um, let's see. Head full of vinyl. Well, good season. Not what we wanted, though. Who's leaving? Who's staying? Who's coming in? Again. Those questions, I will try to answer some of those on Thursday, but some of those we're not going to know for a little bit. You know, we're not going to know who's who's staying, who's leaving, you know, who, depending on where guys get drafted, if they come back, I mean, who knows? So only time will tell. Only time will tell. Austin G underscore 45 says it hurts that we lost, but it feels like Kingston has this program on the right track. Your thoughts. I mean, I think so too. I I'm, you know, I think he does, you know. I, like I said, I think you're missing a couple of key pieces, but I, I think the program is in is, is in a good place. I have no concerns where the program is right now. Austin G. also says, also we're a few runs away from a completely different outlook in the season and the regional. Yeah, absolutely. J.K. Guild 34, we lose a lot from this team. I don't know if we can be better next year. What do you think? I mean, listen, we lose guys, but in, you know the lineup's going to look a lot different, I think. I, I think most likely you're going to lose a good bit from your lineup. And uh, there's a good chance it's going to look different, you know, which isn't a bad thing. You know, the way you hit, who knows, you know. So how how much worse at the plate can you get? (laughs) But, um, you know, this this program, the team next year will have its own new set of challenges. You know what I mean? Like each and every single team does. So um, it's counter baseball, man. You don't you don't rebuild, you reload. And like I said, I I think with the recruiting, you see how the classes go. We're top five, top ten every single year. We'll bring in more than capable guys who I think can can. Can do the job and get us back to this point, and I think even further. So, uh Connor Dot McIntyre, do you think they should have left far in going in the last inning or two of the Old Dominion game? Yeah, I know that's something that was debated, and I personally, me, I would have probably pulled Thomas far, you know, because here's the thing: he did his job, you know, he did his job for you, and asking to go back out there in the eighth inning and try to stretch that much out of him, you know. He's already done what, he, what you asked him to do. You know what I mean? Like, why should he have to, you know? Why should he have to do that? You know, I guess is is my question. But it is what it is. Hey, you want to give? Hey, listen, you want you want to give kids a chance to to play and to pitch in those situations, and they've they've pulled him early a lot this season. So it is what it is. I Man, you make decisions. I know people want to critique Skylar Mead and get all over his ass, and bro, you just got to hit better. And you should never be in that situation to begin with. So, you got to hit better. I-, I thought Thomas Farr pitched his ass off. I mean, I got nothing but good things to say about Thomas Farr. So, uh, let's see. Last question. B Weeks 10. What do we change to see better results at the plate next year? Like I said, back to what I said about recruiting, I think it's just simply getting big-time hitters in here. You know, I, I thought this lineup was very capable this year, but there's certainly some guys who, you know, there were some deficiencies, and I- I'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? Um, do I think you're going to see some wholesale approach change or, you know, some philosophical change? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think you are. Um, I'd be surprised if you did. You know, people people keep asking about the hitting coach. I'd, I'd be, you know, I'd be surprised if, if Kingston gave the boot to Stuart Lake or, or anybody for that matter. But you never know. I mean, you never know what they might do. But, I mean, whatever you do, whether you whatever you do or don't do, we all know what the emphasis is going to be on next year, what it has to be. you, you got to be able to swing it. You have to. The game is too offensive now. You know, you're you're not going to win a lot of games, one, nothing, two to one. You got to be able to swing the bats. You you just have to. So that will be priority number one. I think you're going to have plenty coming back in regards to pitching to, you know, be dominant there yet again. But offensively, you got to swing it. You've got to swing it offensively, bottom line. So, yeah, that's a wrap, guys. Um, As you probably noticed, no guest interview on today's show. You know, just felt like with baseball, really wanted to just make this make this show all about baseball. You know what I mean? And, and obviously with the time constraints and being so busy over the weekend and, you know, even busy Thursday. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about trying to schedule an interview or anything like that. Just just lock in on baseball. It's so a no guest interview today. We will return with him on Thursday. But uh, no interview today, man. Like I said, um, in closing, that's going to wrap it up. It's going to do it uh, <clears throat> again. What a season it was a hell of a ride. It was a hell of a ride. And I, I'm sure, you know, we'll touch on it a little bit more on Thursday. And, you know, we're not we're not done talking about baseball or anything quite yet, but um sad it's over. You know, I'm sad it's over and so many, so many days and nights and innings and pitches and spin at the yard, man. And I I just it was special. It was very special. Like I said, all the great moments um through the ups, the downs, through everything, guys. I appreciate y'all being there every single step of the way, rocking with the content, rocking with the shows. You know, I was talking about this last week before everything got going when uh, I was asked by somebody, you know, oh, is, is this a big deal? Is it not a big deal? You know, are people excited for the regional? Are they excited for kind of baseball? And I'm like, dude, our, our fan base is the best fan base in the entire country. It's not even close. I mean, honestly, you know, our, our fans, South Carolina fans, were locked in, engaged, excited. I mean, like I said, Founders Park Saturday night was, was just a madhouse. It was a freaking – it was insane. You know, it was insane. I was thinking to myself, man, like if Founders Park is like this, imagine Willie B. Um, But uh, no, it was incredible, guys. And 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 you know, there there, I'm sure I'm sure there are some, there are some schools out there that if there was somebody doing what I do, you know, and doing it full time, and you know, they might worry that going throughout baseball season you know they've got a fan base that's not that engaged and doesn't care and and it doesn't move the needle for them and it's it's you know whatever they're indifferent about it right and and the numbers suffer and business suffers and all that guys totally opposite totally opposite for us i mean you guys made this a a huge success personally business wise i mean just everything i everything I, i cannot say Thank you, like I said, enough. I cannot say enough good things about Gamecock fans and Gamecocks baseball and the people surrounding Gamecocks baseball and the way they treated me. And like I said, that's what, that's what made it special. That's what makes it special is that that really cool like bond, if you will. Again, like I said, I don't know if it's just the culture of baseball or what it is, but um, it was cool, man. Everything about this season was incredible. And uh, I know it didn't end the way we all wanted, but hey, that's, that's part of the game. That's part of the game. So no matter matter what happens, keep swinging it, keep throwing, keep grinding, keep fighting, battle, win anyway. Win anyway. Again, folks, hey, appreciate y'all tuning in again. Podcast, five days this week. Uh, The Daily Crow, by the way, we will do that again five days, I believe five. We might take Friday off yet. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, there will be some changes upcoming to content starting next week in regards to – the amount of podcasts and the Daily Crow and things of that nature, you know, a baseball season coming to a full close. So I will keep you guys updated on that front. But again, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Again, guys, thank you so much for all the love and support, man. It's incredible. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.